on today's episode of the Blue Bloods, September 23rd. I just don't know what's going on with college football anymore. Uh, we're going to take a look at the outcomes of our pick six matchups. We update our Blue Bloods top 15 polls. We have hot seat, top performers, our updated playoff pictures, and we're going to top it all off with dumpster fires. So let's get started, I guess. Preface our pick six recap this week. We're going to go ahead and admit what we did. We went three and three on the week, both of us. Not a good look, but three and three is still 500, and that's pretty good. I mean, if this were baseball, we'd be enshrined in in Cooperstown forever. I mean, now we're 22 and five and 21 and six on the year. That'll get you paid. Write that down. Take that note. So let's go ahead and get started with with the Utah USC game. I'll let you talk about it since you actually chose the winner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be fair, uh, if I would have known USC's third-string quarterback was going to have to play the whole game, I might not have pl- picked USC. But, you know, the question that comes out of this game is how many quarterbacks does USC actually have that can do this? They just have a stable. Um, They're unlimited. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Matt Fink came out there and just – I mean, just lit up the Utah defense. Uh, But really and truly coming out of this, part of me does not think it's the quarterbacks. The wide receivers looked amazing for USC, especially Michael Pittman, 10 catches, 232 yards, and a touchdown. He was just mossing people all night. Utah had no answer for what USC was doing. They just hit them with pass after pass after pass, and – toward the end of the game, um, just ended up pulling away. So I, I think USC is going to be tough to deal with in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, it was almost like Matt Fink just throw anything in the air and he was going to go get it or another receiver was just going to go grab that ball out of the air. I mean, it, it was insane. Um, you know, so USC has unlimited quarterbacks apparently. Um, and so I was in the gym when I was watching this game, no big deal. But I did see the drive that Keaton Slovis went down on. Um, and at that time, you know, I, I chose Utah. And you never want to see an injury. Um, but at the time, I chose Utah to win this game. And I was like, I got this in the bag. And then I saw the name of the backup quarterback, Matt Fink. And when you're working with a quarterback named Matt, especially at USC, uh, you can't go wrong. I mean, you got Matt Leinart and Matt Barkley. He had to have a big game, right? <laughs> I mean, history would suggest uh, the – I mean, the big takeaway for me is that Utah might most likely cost the Pac-12 a playoff spot. I really think that Utah was the Pac-12's last hope. Now they just have one undefeated team, which is Cal, and there's no way Cal is getting into the playoffs. So Don't put them in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, they squeaked by Ole Miss this week, but – I mean, I guess my, like, 
final takeaway on this game is that the Pac-12 just needs to start looking forward to next year because um, that's a wrap. They can they can look forward to the Rose Bowl. Whoever wins the whoever wins the Pac-12, which I have no idea who's going to win that now, uh, but they can look forward to the Rose Bowl. But that's about it. There'll be no playoff hopes for this conference this year. No, they're they're done for. Um, and before we end this segment, uh, I'm actually going to ask you to take back what you said about Utah's defense in the last episode. Uh, you said they were good, and I need you to eat those words more than I need oxygen. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, like, what, what did you say? They were pretty okay. So they were pretty good. And you said, I mean, they're, they're good. They're, they're good. De- they're, they're decent. They are decent. Um, they, I mean, USC had negative rushing yards all the way until the fourth quarter. But they gave That's up per- 30 points. USC, the third string quarterback. points on the road. Oh my lord. Okay, uh, okay, I will take it back. The the Utah defense go. is pretty good. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so let's <laughs> move on to our next matchup. Um, we've got number eleven, uh, number eleven Michigan. I try to combine the word eleven and Michigan together. Uh, number eleven Michigan, <laughs> number thirteen Wisconsin uh, in Madison. I picked Wisconsin. I picked Wisconsin to cover the spread. You picked Michigan, and so what are your thoughts on that, Zach? So I have two – my first two notes taken on this game. The first one says, all hail Wisconsin. They look amazing. I mean, they look I, – I don't even I don't even have words for how good they looked. Uh, I was – I turned on this game a little late, and it was already 14 nothing Wisconsin, and I had no idea what happened. And then I saw the replay of Jonathan Taylor outrunning everyone by like 20 yards. So uh, this team is the real deal, and they're Big Ten. They should be Big Ten favorites uh, as I of know. right now. In my I've opinion. been saying that. Uh, <laughs> and then, but then my second note in all caps is fire Jim Harbaugh. I told you guys last week that this could be one of his last years. That's absurd. And this is this is just ridiculous, man. With all the money the the caliber of recruits that he gets and all the financial support and just I guess facility support that he gets from Michigan and his donors, you should never lose thirty five to fourteen to Wisconsin. Yeah. It, it just should not happen. And the, and it really should have been thirty five to nothing. Uh don't I don't know about you guys, the targeting penalty. The first one was ridiculous. The second one I get it. He about killed a kid. That that's manslaughter. But <laughs> The first one was a little ticky-tacky, and I kept Michigan's drive alive. And I, I really think this game should have been even worse than it than the final score suggests. No, and I, I definitely agree with you when you say that uh, Jonathan Taylor was just outrunning everybody. I mean, if you watch this game, this was the Jonathan Taylor show. And, I mean, he ran for 203 yards this game with two touchdowns, and he was injured for, like, like a little while there. You know, it was he, like a whole. It was a whole quarter. He was out like pretty much the whole second quarter, just about. Yeah. Imagine if he would have played the whole game. Oh, so uh, you know, watch out for him in New York in December. You acted like it was ridiculous. He'll be there, um, and I'll hang my hat on this Badgers team. Uh, you know, I may have a few bad beats. I may have put UCF in my top ten last week. I may have stuck Arizona State at number fifteen. But I think Wisconsin's making the playoff. I think they're they should be in contention for the Big Ten this year, and I think they'll be the champions. I mean, I agree that Jonathan Taylor was the MVP of this game, but don't sleep on Jack Cohen being the X factor of this team. He made play after play after play for this team, and even he had a big scramble for a touchdown where he put his body on the line to get there. 
He's extremely consistent, and he is the perfect game manager for this team where he can hand off to Jonathan Taylor. But if he needs a break, Jack Cohen could take this team down the field. Right. Um, and I think Jack Cohen's a great quarterback. I'm still going to stick with what I said week one, what I said every week until now. I think Graham Mertz is going to be uh, the better quarterback on this squad. Uh, he's a true freshman, so he'll have his chance once Jack Cohen leaves or once he beats him out. But, yeah, Jack Cohen is an incredible quarterback. Um, Madison, Wisconsin looks like a fun place to go on game day. I mean, I wouldn't want to go there any other time of the year, but it looked like a blast. Like, like just seeing, just seeing the, uh, the, all the Michigan fans, all the Wisconsin fans all in one place, and they all just hate each other. I mean, it, it, it looks like a party. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at one point, I think it was like fourth quarter, that Michigan fan, and like it looked like the student section – um and I think it was during jump around when they were playing that song <laughs> okay. you had the players on the field dancing you had um I mean you had the whole stadium going wild but I agree with you that's a trip I want to take and that stadium was on my bucket list after seeing the way it was this weekend right uh let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup we had number eight Auburn visiting number 17 Texas A&M and I'll go ahead and eat my words before we before we uh before we start this one <laughs> I said that 12 men was more than 11. Uh, I still stand by that. I won't ever go back on my word. I also said that Auburn had a really good chance to win this game, and I only chose them because they were playing at Kyle Field. Um, but Texas A&M, I, they, I don't know if they're even a good team. I mean, they're okay, but I don't think they're a good team. Yeah, uh, Kellen Mond just didn't start very well. I mean, his stats look good if you look at it with 335 yards and two touchdowns. That's okay. But that first half was terrible. I mean, they were down 14-3 to and then 21-3 to up until the fourth quarter. Uh, not great. The offense looked a little dysfunctional, in my opinion. Uh, Auburn's defense looked amazing, in my opinion. I think this defense is going to win them a lot of games this year and make them a contender in the SEC. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, another note is that, you know, Kellen Mond did have, you know, on paper a really good game. Uh, but I think the problem with Texas A&M, or at least one of their problems, was that their leading rusher had 26 yards rushing. Um, you're not going to win many football games if you can't move the ball on the ground. No, definitely not. And I think it's a very, I, I guess, an interesting comparison between the two teams is looking at Kellen Mond's stats and Bo Nix's stats. If you just looked at the stat the stat book and didn't watch the game, you would expect A&M to run away with this game. But if you watched it, uh, Nix didn't do anything over the top spectacular, but he managed the game perfectly, in my opinion. And he only had 100 yards passing, had a touchdown, no turnovers, and he made the play to win the game on, by pulling on the read option on, I believe it was third and five, and took it to the edge and just outran a cornerback and then dropped down before he, before he hit the – out of, I guess, hit the out-of-bounds line to keep the clock running. It was genius. And for a true freshman, if he keeps playing this consistently, Auburn's going to be a really tough team to beat. Right. Um, and I didn't watch as much of this game as I would have wanted to. Uh, to be honest, uh, I've got a real beef with CBS, and I need to air it out right now if, if, we're, if, if we can do this. Um, CBS needs to get it together. I don't have cable. I don't have a physical box at my apartment. I'm a millennial. I stream on my television. So why would CBS make you pay extra to watch their channel if you're already paying for television service? 
it just doesn't make sense. So I didn't start watching this game until like halfway through the first quarter because I was trying to set up my subscription with CBS All Access. Yeah, I bought it. I'm not happy about it, but I'm not just going to not watch football. Um, I agree. I'm just one of the lucky few that already has CBS All Access, so I don't have as I don't much know how lucky beef. you are. Yeah, I guess that's not really lucky, I guess, outside of football season. Yeah, you're just getting um, taken advantage of. <laughs> but yeah, CBS, one thing we, I did want to <laughs> – we, we never want a sponsorship from you. I need you to know that. Uh, we'll, we'll go straight to Fox. Unless we Fox get, and ABC. Unless we get free CBS All Access, then we'll we'll take a sponsorship. <laughs> hey, we're, we're making a plan here, guys. We're making a plan. We're we're either going to insult companies until they sponsor us, or we're going compliments. We're going to see which one works, and really we're going to go with that plan. Seeing where we get right. No yeah. kidding. Like this podcast is going to blow up, and CBS is just going to burn it all to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's another story. That's another story for another day, guys. But one thing I did want to address about this game, and I'm sure the only people who noticed this were other Auburn fans, but the starting running back, uh, Jatarvius Booby Whitlow for Auburn, had two carries in the first half, and it looked like it was on purpose. There was no report of a suspension or an injury, and it looked like Auburn was trying to keep him fresh for the second half. He ended up having 16 carries in the second half for 67 yards and the game clinching touchdown in the fourth quarter. It was an interesting strategy for Auburn who historically has usually leaned on a back by this time in the, I guess this time in the season, but it was an odd strategy by Gus Malzahn and it looked like he was trying to be a little creative, trying to, spread the ball around and not, you know, ride one running back into the ground. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't have any more thoughts on this game. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next matchup. And that is Oklahoma state at number 12, Texas, Texas came in as a six point favorite, um, but they hadn't beat Oklahoma state in four years. Uh, I chose Texas and I chose Oklahoma state to cover the spread. And I was pretty spot on uh, Texas won and the spread pushed, uh, Texas ended up winning this game 36-30. Yeah, uh, I guess one of my biggest takes on this is Oklahoma State held in for a good bit of the game. I mean, they only lost by six, but Texas just made too many plays. I was dead wrong about Sam Ellinger giving this game away. Uh, he made – he had a heck of a game, uh, made constant plays, had almost 300 yards passing, four touchdowns. Uh, I mean, he led this Texas team to a huge win. I think this was a big trap game for them, and it keeps them alive in the Big 12 race. For sure. And, and this Texas team did exactly what they had to to win. Like you said, I mean, they made big plays on offense. Um, and it's going to sound it's going to sound kind of funny, but they held Chuba Howard, um, Oklahoma State's running back, to 120 yards and two touchdowns. And those are still great numbers. And I'm saying they held him to it because that's less than what he's been averaging so far this season. Um but, uh, I mean, this Texas defense really stepped up where they needed to. Um, they, you know, they, it's not like they held them to, you know, almost no points. They still allowed 30 points from this Oklahoma State team, but uh, they held them off enough to where their offense could win this game for them. Yeah, and Texas finally found a running game. We talked about it on multiple episodes where we've covered Texas, and their running game has just been abysmal, non-existent, whatever you want to call it. They had 217 rushing yards, and their lead running back, um, Ingram, had 
114 of those. It was a great performance by the Texas ground game. The O-line stepped up. The running backs made plays to help Sam Ellinger. And I really think that was the difference in this game. Yeah, for sure. Um, So moving on, we have number seven, Notre Dame. This is college game day at number three, Georgia in Athens. Georgia came in when we recorded our last episode as a 14-point favorite, and the line moved to Georgia being a 16-point favorite before kickoff. That's That's absurd. Holy crap. Who made that line? I don't know. Uh, That line is terrible. Holy crap. I don't understand, like, the disrespect Notre Dame gets. They were all – all these people are talking about how bad they lost to Clemson, even though they played a closer game with Clemson than Alabama did. I, I don't understand it. Uh, I don't I don't know. I think people are just mad that they're not in the conference and they just take out their anger on them. But Notre Dame is still a great team. I think this team still can compete for a playoff spot. And I, I think the disrespect is just ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Ian Book is a great athlete. Um, I think this is an overall good team, uh, especially, you know, when you talk about their offense. Uh you know, with Ian Book, he, he is still the team's uh, leading passer and leading rusher. He wasn't the leading rusher this game, and I think that was part of Notre Dame's problem uh, in this game. Not that they had a real problem, but this is their problem winning, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, their running game didn't really show up. I mean, they had 46 total rushing yards, I believe. Yeah, and their leading I mean, rusher that, had, nine carries at for, all. had nine carries for 21 yards. I mean, those aren't real numbers. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, to come into Athens and almost win this game running for rushing under 50 yards is a little ridiculous. I mean, that shows you how good this Notre Dame team played uh, because to come into Athens and win a primetime game like this when, I mean, the state, the, the atmosphere in that game, you could pick up on it on TV, amazing. Shout out to all the Georgia fans and the Notre Dame fans who made that, I guess, travel down into Athens. That was a heck of an atmosphere and the fact Notre Dame came within a touchdown to winning with no running game is blows my mind yeah um and and I actually did get to watch this game because I already had CBS all access again figure it out CBS I'm sick of it um but there were a lot of field goals in this game and and that I don't know something about that makes it almost I don't want to say a boring game but it wasn't like UCLA, Washington State, where there's just touchdowns everywhere. Or you just want to yeah, watch you, the game. You never, you never get that from SEC teams. I mean, to be honest, a good SEC game, especially that's in primetime on CBS between two top ten teams, it's hardly ever going to be sixty something to sixty something with touchdowns repeatedly. That these teams have too good of a defense to allow that type of scoring. I guess we need to get like LSU Alabama on the field and then it'll just be, they'll both score 70 points on each other. And then the last one to have the ball wins. We'll get one. of those Yeah. Games. I mean, uh, especially the way LSU's defense played this weekend, but that's another, uh, that's another debate. They're all hurt. So, okay. <laughs> um, um, so uh, of course, like talking about defenses, Notre Dame's defense really, really surprised me this game. Only allowed 152 yards rushing and they held Georgia I guess in check, they really didn't have as many as explosive plays as I predicted on our preview episode. Uh, Notre Dame earned a lot of respect for me, and I really think this team is going to compete for a playoff spot down this down the road. 
And they definitely could, you know, and you can't penalize this team too much for, for losing to Georgia. I mean, losing to Georgia by less than a touchdown. And, this, and like you said, of their defense, their defense made Jake Fromm look human this weekend. I mean, that's, that's saying something. They held him to less than 200 yards passing. Yeah, and I mean, DeAndre Swift had less than 100 yards rushing. And I mean, uh, Jake Fromm made the play, though. Uh, I'll give him that. He – he managed the game pretty well. Uh, the the touchdown pass in the fourth quarter to I believe it was Cager, beautiful pass. That that was a pro pass, um, and I think Jake Fromm might be one of the more NFL ready quarterbacks in college football. No, he's an absolutely amazing quarterback. And the only thing I was saying there is that he um, he didn't look you know, as good as he could have, I don't think. I mean, he still looked amazing. He's he's still a game manager. He's still probably one of the best quarterbacks in college football. I mean, top five for sure. And he just – he looked a little bit more human this game, I guess. Yeah, I mean, my final take of the game is if you're still hating on Notre Dame after this game or you're saying that Georgia still hasn't played anybody, you must not know college football at all because these – both of these teams are top teams in the country, and they both deserve way more respect than they're getting. Yeah, just shoot us a DM. We just want to talk. Um, so let's move on to our last game in our pick six, and that was Colorado at number 24, Arizona State. And, oh, I, I don't want to talk about this one. I was, say, one? I, I was about to ask if you skip this game, man. Oh, this is so ridiculous. I still question why we even picked this game for the pick six. I mean – Oh, my gosh. I mean, Colorado, that's the second-ranked team they've beaten so far. Uh, I, the big start they had, it was, I believe, a 14 nothing deficit at the end of the first quarter. Arizona State doesn't have a very explosive offense, and that they weren't going to come back from 14 down. They tried their best. They tied it twice, but it that, that slow start really killed the, all the momentum for this Arizona State team. Yeah, but with home – what – okay, before I get started, I'm kind of jumbling my words here, but I think Colorado's an enigma. Uh, I can't figure them out. You know, they are – they're they're 3-1, and one, and they've beaten two ranked teams, like you said. They beat number 25, Nebraska, and number 24, Arizona State at the time. But they dropped a game to Air Force. And I understand that Air Force has, like, one or two of those games each year where they're where they beat a pretty decent team or even a good team. But I didn't think that Colorado was like one of those games. You know, it, I don't think that they were playing a trap game against Air Force. And then they come in know. here, they come into Tempe, and they – I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so, the, the biggest thing is I lied about this home field advantage. I watched some of this game. The stadium might have been 70% full at most. Uh, so shout out to Tempe for making me look like um don't know what I'm talking about. So there's nothing else to um, do in Tempe. Why? What? Are that's you what doing? I'm saying. What? What were they doing, bro? They're just doing drugs in the bathroom somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> yes, oh lord. Right. My final take. My fa- final take on this game is: ranked teams need to stop scheduling Colorado. Leave Colorado alone. Leave them with their legal weed and just be on your way. Pull in Alabama and schedule in New Mexico State if you don't want to have an upset. Yeah. Okay, so let's move away from pick six. That was painful. Um, and let's go on to our top 15. Um, <clears throat> a top 15 that was just busted this week. Like, our, 
my, my top 15 isn't even close to what it was last week. Yeah, I have a lot of newcomers and a lot of movers, so hopefully this segment will be a lot more exciting than last week, guys. At least we had some real football games this weekend. Right. Okay, so I'll go ahead and get you to start it out. All right, guys, so my number 15 team was not ranked last week. Um, I, I, I've, they just they were right on the outside. Uh, I still think this team is a decent team, but it's um, Iowa. They come off a – a very, very close win last week against Iowa State. And I, this team's still sitting here undefeated, and it's pretty impressive. They've played some good games. So they mostly slip into my top 15 because of the amount of teams that lost in my top 15 this week. So right now I have Iowa at 15. They have a lot of big games coming up. You know, the Big Ten looks pretty strong, and there's a lot of contenders in the Big Ten. So we'll see how they perform later in the season. Right, right. And I had Iowa at my number 15 as well. Um, and that's just, I mean, they had a bye week this past weekend. Um, but they they do look good. And like you said, the only reason they slipped into my top 15 is because I had so many other teams that lost, other teams that slipped out. Uh, so moving on to number 14 for me, I've got Boise State. Um not an overly impressive Boise State team, I don't think. I mean, you know, th- this season they've they've played Florida State, beat Florida State. Uh, they beat Marshall, and this past weekend they beat Air Force. Uh, they beat Air Force by 11 points. It was 32-19. But they're an undefeated team uh, going into week five, and that's pretty impressive. There's not too many undefeated teams left. Um, so I've got – that's that's all the reasoning I have. <laughs> so at my 14 I have Penn State um I, I think the win against Pittsburgh looked really well after what happened this weekend um as most of you guys know Pittsburgh upset UCF so Penn State that win is looking better and better uh Penn State is still undefeated so I have them moving up into 14 and just like Iowa it's a lot because of how many teams lost this weekend and fell out. And so then at 13, I have Boise State, which is the team that Brandon just talked about. 4-0, a win over Air Force this weekend. Air Force can beat Colorado, so I don't know how bad of a – I think that was a pretty impressive win. I, I believe Air Force is undefeated coming into this game. So I'll take it. Uh, a win over Air Force and a win over Florida State, that's better than some teams above them have even played. So – I'm going to give Boise State uh, the 13th spot for right now, and we'll see how it kind of falls throughout the season. Uh, they, A lot of people are going to be upset about this because they don't play anybody. I mean, they don't have a ranked team on their schedule. I would say their biggest game is a road game at BYU, and we know how BYU can play at home. So we'll see how Boise State turns out throughout the season. All right. Number 13, I've got Penn State. Uh, Penn State's another team who had a bye week this week. But like you said, they had that win against Pitt. And apparently Pitt is pretty good. And so, they, you know, they, they beat UCF. <laughs> I had UCF in my top ten. Maybe a bad beat by me. Um, so I've got Penn State here at 13, just moving in, basically for the same reason that Boise State and Iowa moved into my top 15. Um, at number 12, I've got Notre Dame. Uh, I had Notre Dame at 10 last week, so they moved down two spots. But I think this was a well-deserved spot for Notre Dame. I don't think there's any reason they should drop out of this uh, top 15. 
they played one crazy game against Georgia. They they played very well, um, and I don't want to punish them by dropping them out of this top 15 because I'm sure they'd probably take that to heart. <laughs> um, so my uh, number 12 team is Oregon. Um, they played Stanford this weekend, 21-6 to win over Stanford on the road. I mean, pretty impressive win. I mean, you can't really complain when you beat a team – uh, you know, over 10 points. Uh, they move up two spots uh, because a lot of teams lost this weekend. But I think Oregon's still a good team. Uh, that loss to Auburn is looking better and better, in my opinion. Auburn has just beat another ranked team as a on a true road game. So I think this Oregon team could be the Pac-12's maybe only hope to get in the playoffs, even though I don't see it happening. And then at number 11, I have Texas moving up two spots from last week. They had a – we've already talked about their game, six-point win over Oklahoma State. Texas is still in this race for a playoff spot and a Big 12 a Big Twelve championship. have a huge game against Oklahoma coming up later in the year. And I think that's where we're going to find out exactly how good Texas is. Right, for sure. Um, with my number 11, I've got Florida. Um, and this one pained me, like, more than you could imagine. I didn't want to put Florida in my top 15. They were not ranked in my last poll, which may have been ridiculous. I thought that was ridiculous, and so I put them in this week. Number 11 seems right. Um, I don't think they're a good team. I don't think that they'll end up in the top 15 by the end of the season. Um, I think they're. I think the AP has them ranked at nine. That's insane. Like, how how do you have them ranked in the top 10? They, I mean, their their best win so far has been against Tennessee, and that's you know Tennessee. Actually, I'm going back to not. Don't, sl- not, don't sleep on Kentucky. No slip on Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky, they beat Kentucky on the road, and Kentucky is better than Tennessee. Do not disrespect Kentucky like that. But I might have to. You're not going to have to. Don't don't be disrespectful (laughs) on this podcast, dog. (laughs) You kicked me off. Okay. Um, So I've got I've got Florida here. Um, They they beat the team who should who shall not be named. Um, At number ten, I've got another team that I did not have ranked last week, and I. Don't know why I didn't have them ranked last week. I've got Oregon. Um, they had a pretty good win against Stanford this weekend. We know that Stanford's not the best team in the Pac-12, but it was still a pretty impressive win. Um, Oregon's a good team. Uh, you know, they, they they dropped the game to Auburn very late in the first week, and I think Auburn's a really good team too. So just based off of that that math that doesn't make a lot of sense, I've got them ranked at 10. <laughs> uh, I can't argue with that. Um, so my number ten team is Notre Dame. Uh, I had them seventh last week, and I don't see I I can't justify dropping them out of the top ten. I still think they're a top ten team. Uh, dropping three spots is still kind of a lot, in my opinion, for the way they lost this game and how good I think Georgia is. So for right now, Notre Dame's going to be at ten. They still have a lot of games that they could win to move back up in the rankings. So do not count this team out of the playoff race. And at number nine, five Florida, uh, moving up three spots in my rankings. Um, they're moving up three spots. Don't freak out. Uh, they're moving up mostly because people lost. And who am I moving above them? Uh, they're undefeated. So Texas and Oregon cannot be above them. And I think they're a better team than Boise State, Penn State, and Iowa. So here we are at number nine with Florida. Okay. Um, uh, that hurt. That hurt bad. That hurt more than me putting them in my top 15. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> number nine, I've got Texas. Um, Texas moved up three spots from last week. I had them at number 12. They beat Oklahoma State, a team that they just have not been able to beat for the past four seasons. They beat them. I think Texas is the real deal. Um, I think that they will seriously put up a fight for the Big 12. I don't think they beat Oklahoma, um, but I do think that they put up a good fight for it, and they are a solid team, so that's why they're number nine. At number eight, um, uh, I don't know how Zach's going to react here. I've got Auburn at number eight. I had them not making any movement from last week. They beat a Texas A&M team that I don't think is very good. They did beat them at home, so I'll give them that. But I just – I couldn't put them ahead of anybody else that's ahead of them. It's just – It's too ridiculous because I know who you haven't named. And I'm telling you, if Auburn played Wisconsin right now at a neutral site, Auburn win by more than a touchdown. I'd put, I'd put everything on that. For the house. But that's a whole – yeah, I'll put the house – I'll put my apartment. I'll put my degree. Like, it's all good. I'll put whatever you want up on that one. Okay. Um, so, my number eight my, – my number eight team is Wisconsin. Uh, great win this weekend. Uh, you can't talk enough about it. I, I, I Like, we've talked about it. I don't know if it was Wisconsin being so, this good or Michigan just being this bad. So, I'm going to hold off even more judgment – We'll see throughout their schedule. They have some big games coming up later in the year. But very impressive win. I moved them up three spots to eight. I think that's a huge jump for the win they had. And number seven, <laughs> it's about to get wild. Um, I have Ohio State uh, okay. dropping one spot. Uh, they had a 76-5 to win over Miami of Ohio in which they trailed five to nothing early in that game. Uh they have not played a single soul. Uh, I mean, Cincinnati is their biggest game, and I still don't think Cincinnati's that good. I uh, probably wouldn't have Cincinnati in my top 40. So, uh, Ohio State's got to play somebody very soon. Um, they had 42 points in the second quarter. That's great. But until they play someone, uh, I think the teams above them have played better better teams this season and I've shown to be better teams than Ohio state. So until then, Ohio state is going to stick at seven. All right. Um, at number seven, I've got Wisconsin. You called it. I don't know if you can see into the future or what I'm very high on Wisconsin as I have been all year. Um, they're moving up two spots from me from number nine to number seven. Uh, great team, solid team. Um, I couldn't justify putting, putting that many SEC teams above of above uh, Big Ten teams, and that's really why. Yeah, I, I don't understand. So, hang on. So, you're telling me that Wisconsin beating Michigan, while at, like, Wisconsin has a home game, they beat Michigan, right, is okay. better than Auburn going to Kyle Field and beating A&M? Yeah, I think that – yeah. I, I, yeah, I will stand by that. Wild, bro. Uh, I, I thought you – uh, uh, wow. Texas A&M is not as good as you're acting like they are right now. They're, they're two losses are to Clemson and to Auburn. I don't who know else who they play? Two. They play Lamar. <laughs> who else do they play? Okay, so so they haven't played anyone else. But like, I'm they're not garbage. I mean, who has Michigan played? They almost lost to Army. I called them garbage. They're not even in my top fifteen. Okay, so then how is Wisconsin? Like, I don't understand how you're ranking these wins here, bro. I think you need to reevaluate this scale. Ah, that's just, rough. You were so mad. Okay. That's and, rough, my God. That is rough, my God. I'm putting Zach on the hot seat again. Um, <laughs> his temper. 
Uh, at number six, uh, and I mentioned it last week, and uh, it's true. Zach and I don't really talk a whole lot before the podcast, so but we do often have pretty similar thoughts, except for when it comes to Auburn and Wisconsin, apparently. Um, but I have Ohio State dropping two spots, number six. I think Ohio State's – I think they're going to be a good team, um, but they haven't played anybody. And until they actually play <laughs> like like a team, until they – I don't know. It's going to be later in the season whenever they break into the Big Ten, like actually good Big Ten games um, to where I can actually see how good they really are. I mean, they're beating teams like 72-3 to right now, but I mean, who are they playing? So, yeah, Miami of Ohio is one and three this season, guys. Yeah, not, uh, they had no chance. No bueno. All right, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got them at six. <laughs> so, my number six is Auburn. Moving up three spots. I had them at number nine last week. This is the only team in the country, the whole country, guys, that has, beat, has beaten two ranked teams away from home. And Oregon is looking better and better by the day. And I think by the end of the season, this A&M win is going to carry a lot of weight. So, because of that, that is the only reason I have them over Ohio State. Um, I think six is a good place for Auburn right now. Uh, they have another big game on the road at Florida in two weeks, and if they win that game, we are looking at a top five, uh, SEC, another top five SEC team. And at number five, I have Oklahoma dropping two spots. Hear me out. I've been really high on Jalen Hurts and this Oklahoma team, but their wins are looking – very very poor right now uh houston just lost to tulane uh not that does not bode well for you know oklahoma ucla was 0-3 until two o'clock this morning uh not a great win and they just they need to play some steeper competitions but the problem is i don't think they're going to get that steeper competition until they play texas so oklahoma drops two spots i think i'd mind to jump the gun on them I need to see them be a quality team and see if this offense is really sustainable uh, throughout the season. Okay. And at number five, I also have Oklahoma, but they didn't move in mine. I had them at uh, number five last season. So uh, not last season, last week. And so I, I've just kept them consistent. They, they have a bye, they had a bye week. Yeah. They had a bye week this weekend. Um, and so I couldn't move them anywhere. I still think they're a good team. Very good offense. Uh, no defense, but, I mean, that's – we see that again in my top five. Um, at number four, I've got Georgia moving up two spots. I think this was a very quality win against Notre Dame this weekend. Um, and, and, you know, because of that, I, I moved them ahead of Ohio State and they jumped Oklahoma. Um, Georgia's the real deal this year. Um, they've been the real, real deal for the past couple of years, but they've just – I mean, they're they're a top four team for sure right now, uh, and they've got serious playoff um, aspirations. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, so my number four team is Alabama. Uh, okay, not moving. Yikes. I had them at four the last two weeks. Play somebody. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from one Alabama fan. Play somebody. New Mexico, Duke, Southern Miss. A South Carolina team that's one and three now after losing double digits to Missouri. I don't want to hear one word from Alabama fans until you guys play a not high school team. Uh, so, and number disavow, three. By the way, I disavow from Zach. Um, I may agree, <laughs> but I'm not going to say that. 
Y'all know where to find me. Hit the DMs with it. We can go back and forth. Alabama has yet to play anybody, and they only have two ranked teams on their, uh, I guess, uh, future schedule in LSU and Auburn. Because I believe A&M dropped out, if I'm not mistaken. They did. They did? So, yeah, they have two ranked teams. Auburn has already beaten two on the road. LSU beaten Texas on the road. Georgia has beaten Notre Dame. Play somebody before y'all come at me. Y'all are you guys are lucky you're in the top five. Um, Georgia is my number three team, moving up two spots, jumping Oklahoma and Alabama. This game to me was the proving point for Georgia. As you guys all know, earlier in this season, I was very high on Notre Dame. I had them higher than most people did, and I said they were going to compete for a playoff spot, and I still think they are. But for Georgia to come like compete and take this game the way they did and I think this Georgia team is for real and I think this year they they're going to compete really hard for the SEC I don't I don't see anyone in the east competing with them but whoever they play in the SEC championship game that is going to be a legendary game and Georgia is going to be a very tough team to beat I agree um with my number three uh I've got LSU um had a pretty good showing against Vanderbilt this weekend but I mean they they allowed over 30 points to Vanderbilt. I think this defense is very injured right now. Um, and if we don't see any kind of recovery to this LSU defense, it could be um, – they could end up not doing as well as everyone thinks that they might this season. Their offense is electric. I mean, they score at will. Every single time they get the ball, or nearly every single time they get the ball, they score. I mean, they, they at least kick a field goal. And so um, – I've got LSU at three. Uh, they didn't move from last week. That's where I've had them. And and my number two, I've got Alabama. Um, so I've got my top three, and they are just what I had last week. Uh, spoiler alert. And so um, I'm not going to move Alabama until they until they lose at or until LSU gets the defense. So or or somebody else, <laughs> they're better. I mean, Alabama also doesn't have a defense. I I literally think their whole defense, like almost every single starter, is hurt on Alabama's team right now. Um, I mean, but that doesn't matter. I mean, the, the playoff committee is not going to watch Alabama lose a game and then they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, but well, they're hurt. So we're going to keep them in, but they're not going to do that. And so I've got them at number two um, until they drop a game. They're just, they're a good team. Uh, I already disavowed from Zach. Um, and so there you have it. Oh uh, yeah. So my number two team is LSU. I almost dropped them below Georgia because of how bad their defense played. But I think Joe Burrow is going to make the difference from this team. As you guys know, I have LSU going to the national championship this year. They're in my playoff. They're going to win the SEC, in my opinion. They're the second-best team in the country. I think they have the first, second-best win, depending on how you look at Notre Dame versus Georgia, versus Texas. Uh, so I think LSU is going to stick it two for me until they lose, in my opinion. I think they've shown that they're better than Alabama, and that's a fact. And – I don't see how you can argue against it. Joe Burrow has better stats than Tua playing against better competition. That's that's facts. Uh, and number one is Clemson. Uh, Mine too. They play, yeah, they play Charlotte. Uh, I don't know how much you could take away from this game. Trevor Lawrence threw nine passes. Uh, yeah, Clemson, uh, Clemson is just going to be Clemson. Uh, they don't play anybody this year, so I don't. I, I don't. I don't know about Clemson. I have weird opinions on them but until they lose I don't know how you can justify 
you know, moving them down very far. But I mean, if LSU, if LSU pulls off the upset against uh, – if they beat Auburn, if they beat Alabama, uh, Clemson is going to move down, in my opinion. If Georgia beats Auburn and beats Florida and starts winning out, they'll jump ahead to Clemson. And say for Alabama, if Alabama beats LSU and, and Auburn and all these other teams on the schedule, Clemson has a chance to move down. But at this point in the season, I haven't seen anything to move them down yet. Yeah, it's just it's crazy to me that Clemson's basically already punched their ticket to the playoff because they play in the ACC and then their out of conference schedule is just nobody. But yeah, I agree. That's, that's just how it's going to be. That's how that's how certain teams uh, are. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to our hot seat segment. Um, and starting out in my hot seat segment, I have got Jeremy Pruitt, um, and I've said it over and over again. We need to. I don't know how we're going to do it maybe sign a petition or something, but we need to fire this man because he is not a good head coach. He's, I think he's a really good defensive coordinator, but I mean, obviously he's not doing great things at head coach. Um, I'd still, I'm still an advocate for the television show that we pitched um, a week ago where we just take Jeremy Pruitt and Chip Kelly and we give them a team full of players in the transfer portal. And we just see how that plays out. Uh, MTV, whoever wants to start the show, hit me up. We'll go over the uh, licensing. We'll get a lawyer involved, and we can make this a go. Mm, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think what last episode or the episode before, it was hashtag fire Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> yeah, we, we can keep that going too. Uh, we're not talking about the name of his team either because they're back into the uh, the pit of shame. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like almost to the point where I can't even pick them for the dumpster fire segment because you guys will stop sad. listening. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's just like, come on, man. But I have another hashtag for my hot seat. Um, it's hashtag save Michigan. Um, Jim Harbaugh needs to go. Uh, $7 million to lose 35 to 14, and it should have been 35 to nothing. He has no big wins. He's one in three in bowl games. He's only 55 and 40. It's been five years, and he cannot put a product out here that can get to a Big Ten championship game. He has yet to win the division. Um, that is embarrassing. You, you are, I think he's the second or third highest paid coach behind Saban, and I think maybe Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. Uh, Jim Harrell, uh, I have no words for him. He Every year, everyone says that this is going to be the year. This is going to be different. And every year he keeps putting on, I guess, average teams, mediocre teams. They get beat by Ohio State. They get beat by Iowa. They get beat by Wisconsin. They get beat by Michigan State. I just don't know when Michigan people are going to have enough, but I've had enough. And so it's hashtag save Michigan. Yeah, Zach is uh, Zach's very angry about this. He has very strong opinions. Um, uh, going on to my second hot seat, I've got USC starting quarterbacks. So – um, they're going to be on my hot seat this week just because if you are a USC starting quarterback, you are more than likely going to be uh, injured and it's going to be devastating. And then your backup is going to come into the game and just show you up and make everybody forget about you. So I'm looking at you, Mike, Matt Fink, because next week, I don't know what's going to happen, but it can't be good. <laughs> that's great man i swear man usc is gonna have like the all-time qb competition next next summer doesn't make sense yeah and so my second hot seat is chad morris the arkansas head coach 
Yes, it's only his second year. Yes, it's Arkansas. But they just lost to San Jose State, which has three wins in the last three years. It's pretty good. Arkansas still has Missouri, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Texas A&M, and Kentucky to play. And I think they lose all of those. Uh, last year, he went 2-10. Two, two and 10, And he's 4-12 and 12 right now at Arkansas. No SEC wins for this team yet, guys. And – uh, my biggest question is, can the SEC drop Arkansas for Texas? This is a, a serious question. Uh, I'll take Texas. I'll take Clemson. Um, you, you, the ACC can have Florida State. We don't want them anymore. But um, <laughs> Texas, Texas, Oklahoma, or Clemson, I, I say we. I just say we just give them Arkansas. Yeah, I'll settle for like Oklahoma State, or uh, I'll even take Miami. Really, I agree. I, I'll I'll second that. I'll take anyone, man. Like, is other than like maybe baseball is sometimes basketball. Is Arkansas even relevant to the SEC? Did they do anything? Maybe the money with Jerry Jones and the Walmart dude, but uh, Walmart dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the guy's name. I don't know who started Walmart, but I know he he's a big donor to Arkansas. But I mean, is it really worth it, guys? Like, we're gonna let the SEC look this bad losing to San Jose State. We we need to make a change. Yeah, Arkansas is another one of those states that. They're going to join Montana of states that don't exist for me. Um, so with my last uh, my last hot seat candidate, I've just got Pac-12 defenses. Um, so if you watched any of the UCLA-Washington State game last night, you know that UCLA and Washington State are two prime candidates to join the Big 12 next season. Um, the final score of that game was UCLA 67 to Washington State 63. It's it's not good. It was the most fun game I've ever seen in my life because, I mean, it was just score after score. Uh, like, it was like the Red Zone channel, except for it was just one game. It's just they were constantly scoring. Um, so that's probably the best thing I've seen all weekend. Uh, their defenses might not exist. And I don't know how Mike Leach let this game go. I don't know if he was, like, distracted by the Area 51 raid or what. But he let the game go and uh, apparently just does not have a defense. <laughs> I mean, it, it was an insane game, guys. We're going to get more into it later. But if you aren't staying up for Pac-12 after dark, what are you doing with your life? It's are electric. you even a real college football fan? It's Stay oh, up. It's so Stay great. up. It's Sunday. Skip church the next morning. I don't <laughs> care. Stay up and watch these games, guys. It is primetime television. Um, but we will go back to the Pac-12 for my third hot seat. And it's Pac-12 referees. The whole Pac – can we just let the Pac-12 go? We could put them in the XFL. I don't even care at this point. God. If you watch the USC-Utah game, there was a total of 27 penalties for 237 yards between the two teams. And, like, none of them were warranted. That's what – the announcers were getting so pissed. It was hilarious. It, <laughs> it, every time there was a flag thrown, you'd just hear something break in the announcer in the announcer <laughs> box. They had just endless, like, bottles and stuff. It was just hilarious. He was like, and it's another flag. And, he was, and they were just – I mean, they were fed up. And I was fed up. The fans were fed up. The players were fed up. The coaches were definitely fed up. I, I swore those uh, – both the coaches were going to blow a gasket. I yeah. really, really did. It felt like and the longest game of all time. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's no way this should be 200, almost 250 yards of penalty yards in one game, unless you're like the 80s Miami team. But that's uh, – they deserved it. Uh, it was different. 
Um, it was a different time. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Ole Miss-Cal. I don't know if you guys saw this game. Uh, California came out with the win over Ole Miss uh, on the road. And the refs pretty much gave the game to Cal. Uh, it looked like Ole Miss scored, for one. Was not reviewed. All potential scoring plays should be reviewed. I thought that was a known rule. Not reviewed. And the ref, it, the clock was counting down from, like, 12 seconds. And the ref just, like, casually walked to put the ball down and was, like, talking as he was going and let the clock expire on, on Ole Miss just about. And Ole Miss had to, like, run just, like, a BS play because it was, like, one second before the ref got out of the way. It, it was a joke. And Pac-12 referees, I'm so glad Pac-12 teams don't make the playoffs because they're resting to stay home. Yeah, that game's under protest as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, I think that Ole Miss AD said that he was, like, talking to – the like union of referees. I didn't even know that was the thing. And they're trying to get, I think they're pulling like a saints and trying to get like the score changed and all kind of stuff like that or like replayed or something. So I guess it's like a Southern thing where teams like want the game to be replayed. If there's a bad call, I don't understand it, but you had chances to win the game. I mean, it was a horrible thing, but you can't just replay a game. No. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to our top performer segment. Um, you know, uh, so I think that we've got, uh, I think we've got one similar one. Uh, so my first top performer is going to be Pitt. Uh, did you also have Pitt? I did have Pittsburgh as one of my top performers with the win over oh, uh, Central Florida. That was I wonderful. Mean, it's, it's so amazing. I mean, because it was ending right after the Auburn game. So after watching the Auburn game, I turned it and watched like the last six minutes. I could not believe my eyes. I believe. UCF scored like 31 unanswered to come back oh, and yeah. take the lead before Pittsburgh ran their uh, Pitt special, otherwise known as the Philly special, to take the lead for the final time. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Pittsburgh, on the last drive, um, UCF took two sacks, I believe, on the final drive trying to throw a Hail Mary. Um, I didn't understand that. Just throw the ball, bro. You, how are you going to take a sack at, at that moment? Yeah, um, and Dylan Gabriel's a good quarterback, but he is a true freshman. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but yeah, Pitt won this game. I mean, they were leading twenty-one to zero at one point, and then UCF came back, scored thirty-one unanswered. It was thirty-one twenty-one UCF, and uh, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Pitt's gonna blow it because that's what Pitt does. And then they came back and actually won the game. And I don't, does this make Pitt the twenty seventeen national champs or? How does that work? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just so glad they ended the BS championship debate. I'm sorry if we have any UCF fans, you know, that listen, but that's ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. I mean, they, they got to it. The funniest part about this debate for me, I'm just going to go on a tangent, guys, so stick with me. Follow me, and it'll make sense. Story time. I love, I love how the UCF fans were arguing with the Alabama fans about – claiming national championships when Alabama claims more national championships than any team who doesn't deserve them in the, in the country. I thought that was the most ironic debate of all time. And I am here for it because that was just like two pots arguing who was blacker. I mean, it, it's just insane to me. Uh, I'm so glad Pittsburgh ended this, but I just missed that debate because that was so ironic, bro. I'm going to need you to explain the two pl- the two pots arguing who's blacker. Um, I think the saying is, <laughs> is, is the pot like, calling the kettle black. 
Well, I mean, I tried let's to like put a no, spin on just, it. Let's oh just my move god! On. I don't want to talk is about that, it. This, this goes back to like the jockstrap thing with you like being uncultured, <laughs> never hearing that saying. Uncultured? You made. I've heard the. I did not make thing. that. I wanted up. to make a joke. You made the two pots calling each other blacker. You made that completely up. I definitely did. But <laughs> it, like it was funny because they're the same exact thing arguing about like who's a different. It's all it's all it's all good, man. I don't have to explain my metaphors. Our fans know who like the real. I mean, everyone knows on this podcast, Brandon Skip Bayless. So Ouch. we'll talk. About, well, I mean, we will talk about that. This is an off season debate. We have games to talk about, Brandon. So we got to stay on track. <laughs> well, my feelings are hurt. So go ahead. I can't talk right now. <laughs> so my. My second top performer is just the UCLA-Washington State game in general. We talked briefly about it. The Washington State quarterback threw for nine touchdowns, guys. Nine touchdowns, and he still lost. That That's doesn't tough. even sound like it's possible, bro. You know he was in the locker room just cussing everybody out. He's slapping people. <laughs> I mean, how do you throw nine touchdowns and lose the game? He's transferring to UCLA now. He has to, right? <laughs> He's going to play with I don't the know, man. That, the, the, the quarterback looked really good for UCLA in the second half. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> I'm going to build off of that. And uh, my top performer of the week is just Chip Kelly. Um, Chip Kelly rose it from the ashes this week. And uh, word to Mike Leach, I guess a Bruin can beat a Cougar in a fight. Apparently, it's going to be a really high-scoring fight. Um, I still think he needs to be fired, but if you put up 66 points on Washington State, you're doing something right. I don't really know what it is, but it's something. I don't something. know, bro. I don't know, man. It was 49-17 to 17 with three That's minutes awesome. left in the third quarter. I don't – That is insane. Do you know how – listen, the fourth quarter of that game when I was watching it at like 1, like 1 a.m., that's the best time I've ever had in my whole life. I, I I really I really thought I was dreaming halfway through. I was like, I'm asleep. I know I'm asleep. I'm wake up and this, <laughs> this game's gonna be twenty to three or something like this. This is not happening because the, the kid had like seven touchdowns in like the second quarter. I mean, it it was insane. But the thing that cost you know that really gave Chip Kelly this thing that I get this I guess the hook to hang his hat on is. Six turnovers for Washington State. I mean, there was like a stretch where they had they let they allowed a punt return, then they had a fumble recovery return, and then they fumbled it again, and then they had an interception. They gave UCLA like four or five straight possessions, and UCLA scored on all of them. It, it and then like Washington State would throw a touchdown pass, and they'd have like two more turnovers. It's it's just ridiculous. No, it was the most fun ever. Um, and so. I'm going to go ahead and touch on my final uh, top performer of the week, and that is Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow is is pretty cut and dry. He threw for six touchdowns, 400 yards, and broke the LSU touching pass down record this weekend. I mean, he threw for six touchdowns in a a game. No LSU quarterback's ever done that. And so, I mean, he's he's having an insane year. Can I just say one thing about that game? Go ahead. Those uniforms are fire the lsu uniforms yes i love oh them, my Lord, I love them so much and and shout out to vandy vandy's weren't bad either that was the best looking game of the weekend by <laughs> a wide margin but those purple jerseys with the white helmets oh fire lsu needs to like I, I know it's tradition to wear you know white at home you know i don't know who started that one but 
that if those were their home jerseys, man, that I'd rank them top three in uniforms. <laughs> no, those are really good uniforms, and this is actually they've worn them for two games this season already. I mean, they've played four; they've worn those uniforms for two of them. I mean, they're good looking uniforms. I don't know if they're trying to transition into wearing that uh, those purple jerseys more and the white helmets more. I'm for it. I mean, I'll sign the petition wherever that is. Uh, I like, you know, growing up, I grew up an LSU fan, watching them play in white at home. That's awesome. I mean, that's just a tradition. Um, but those purple, those purple jerseys, even growing up when they wore those at home, you know, because those are, those are basically like their throwbacks. It, it's just, it's always great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so this year, guys, let's just, let's just note LSU finally run, ran, is starting to run a 21st century offense. Shocking. Oh, yeah. No, oh, no yeah. one saw it coming. Spread they finally have a quarterback. They finally have a quarterback that hasn't ha, has a heartbeat, um, and they're wearing purple jerseys, guys. This is a big year for LSU, and now they don't have a defense. When's the last time we could say that about LSU? I mean, it's weird. LSU's making big changes down there in Baton Rouge. Well, I mean, keep an eye on them. <laughs> they have a defense. They're they're hurt. Let's, okay, let's move on. Yo, what, who's your Vandy last put up thirty eight points. Vandy is zero three. You put up thirty eight points, bro. Um, well, dude, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't even know what you just said. Keep going. <laughs> so my final top performer is also in Louisiana, um, but it's a shout out to Tulane. Uh, there we go. I don't know if you guys saw that Tulane uh, won 38-31 over Houston. And until the Washington State <laughs> UCLA game, I thought this was going to be the best ending of all time in college football. No, it was um, great. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys know this. 17 points scored in the fourth quarter for Tulane. And they faked the knee. to like They were going to take a knee to take it to overtime. They faked it, gained like 45 yards off of it. And then the quarterback, uh, I believe it was his name was Justin McMillan, just throws a Hail Mary into double coverage. And the wide receiver somehow comes down with it and takes off for another 30, and they win the game. Yeah, and he's an LC um, transfer, no big deal. Yeah, and the thing about this though is Tulane is three and one with They're a loss good. to Auburn. I mean, and they played Auburn pretty close for the first half. They were leading after uh, the first quarter. Uh, I think Tulane has a chance to, you know, be the best AAC team because you know we just saw Pittsburgh, you know, beat UCF. I would not sleep on Tulane in this conference. So, shout out to Tulane. That was a heck of a win, heck of a game. And I would say it's the second best game of the weekend. Yeah, and if we're talking about uniforms right now, did you see the new uniforms they rolled out for this game? Yeah, I oh I, I did. And oh my goodness, I, yeah. I mean, uh, fire. All I'm gonna say is fire. A lot of people didn't like them, but I mean, I I don't know. Maybe it's just a tradition. I mean, I'll uh, fight somebody. I, I don't know, man. But th- those were fresh. I I was all for. I was all for it. Tulane doesn't have much going for them. The only thing I'll say about Tulane: Have you seen their mascot? Their uh, new mascot. Yes, I have. Dude, that is so trash, bro. <laughs> it looks like uh, so. In case y'all <laughs> oh, haven't seen, I, I, yo, if you've seen Squidbillies on Adult <laughs> Swim, it looks like a Squidbilly dyed himself green and became a cheerleader, bro. <laughs> I think it's kind of. I think it's kind of. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's cool for a three-year-old or a I mean, dude that's high watching Adult Swim at four a.m. in the morning. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I won't argue there. Oh man. Okay, guys. So we're gonna go to our next segment. Uh, we got playoff pictures. Oh man, this might be our most boring segment. 
Well, they, we we yeah. cut this at some point. We might have started this too early, bro. <laughs> to wait until the actual playoff rankings were released. I mean, we can skip it. No, we'll do it this week, guys, and we might take a few off weeks. We'll introduce a new segment that's a lot more interesting at this point. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll let you start. Yeah, so um, I'll go backwards this time. So I'll give you my first two out, and then I'll give you my playoff picture. I'll do uh, it like the playoff yeah. committee does. Switch it up. Keep them on the toes. Yeah, that's right. But they ain't ready for this. Um, so at the, my first two teams out are Notre Dame and Georgia. Notre Dame? Yes, I have Georgia at five and Notre Dame at six. I mean, I like I think, it. I think Georgia is going to be top two come SEC championship time, and LSU is going to beat them, and Georgia will be just on the cusp of making the playoffs. And I think Notre Dame falls right in behind them. I think Notre Dame wins out the rest of the year, and they're just right there on the verge. But the top four teams I have, I think a lot of them are going to go undefeated or have two stronger schedules to be left out. At number four, I have Wisconsin. Uh, the cha- I think they I think they win the Big Ten championship now. Um, as go. you guys know, I had Michigan at number four last week. Not happening. Michigan might not might lose three games. Uh, I don't. I just they have a lot of problems. Wisconsin looks very strong. This defense is going to be a problem. Uh, they're known for offense, but this defense is very strong, and I think this defense is going to carry them a long way. At number three, I have Oklahoma. I have them winning the Big 12. I have them going, I would say, probably undefeated. I don't see how they lose to Texas. I don't see them slipping up to the, a pretty weak Big 12 right now. And then at two, I have LSU. I think they drop a game somewhere. I I do. If I know LSU, I, you're right. But, you know, they still have games with Auburn. They still have games with Alabama. They still have the SEC Championship. They still have Texas A&M. They have a win over Texas. I think the schedule's too much. <clears throat> I think if they win the SEC with one loss, I think this team still gets in. And at one, I have Clemson. I think they'll win out. I think I think Clemson should just forfeit. Like the whoever plays Clemson the rest of the year should just forfeit. Clemson's not losing, and they're going to be in the playoff. All right, so good list. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, with my first two out, I've got Georgia and Ohio State. Um, and I've got Ohio State at five, Georgia at six. Um, I think that Georgia ends up losing the SEC championship. I don't know if that's going to be – I mean, I know my opinions, but I don't know who it's going to be to, if it's going to be LSU or Alabama or even Auburn. I mean, it could be Auburn. Um, so I've got them at six. I think they move down after they lose that game. But, I mean, I agree with what you said. I think they're in the top four going into that game. And then after that game, they get – move down um number five we've got ohio state same reasoning here i think that they end up losing the big 10 championship um and i think that's going to be to wisconsin uh, and and anyone who's listened to any episode of this podcast knows that that's been my stance from the very beginning um moving into number four and number four i've got lsu and the reason i have them at number four is because i agree with what you said um i think they do drop a game somewhere along the way and I don't. I think because they dropped that game, they they won't be in the top three because I think the top three have a good chance of going undefeated this season. Um, I, I think LSU, I, and I just I don't know. It's something. Uh, growing up an LSU fan, you have to know that at some point LSU is going to blow a game to like to like Florida, like a Florida team that doesn't even have a starting quarterback or something. And so I've got LSU at number four. 
Um, my number three, I've got Oklahoma. Uh, I've got four words for you. I've got Jalen Heisman and CeeDee Lamb. I think they win the Big 12. Um, so I've got them at three. Number two, I've got Wisconsin. Have them winning my Big 10. And at number one, it's Clemson, of course. Uh, I think they go undefeated. They basically walk into the playoff. You know, I don't know. I don't think that we're going to know what kind of team Clemson is until they get to the playoff this year, though. So yeah, I completely agree with that 100%. All right. So that concludes the playoff picture segment that we're going to have to like revamp or something. I, I don't know. It's that was, that was grueling. Um, let's move on to our final segment. We're going to wrap up with dumpster fires. Um, so I'll go ahead and start with mine. Uh, my dumpster fire this week is just the university of Michigan. Um, and I, I've got them as my dumpster fire. Retweet, retweet. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and the reason I have them as my dumpster fire is because of the loss at Wisconsin and they just didn't look good at all. Um, ah, this Michigan team's not good. They were way overrated. Um, I don't think that Jim Harbaugh will be fired. I, because I don't think that Michigan can fire him. I think that they're probably going to push him in the direction of the NFL for next season. I could see him going back to the NFL. I don't think he'll be fired. I think he'll be heavily encouraged to, to coach a team in pro football next year, though. Um, Shea Patterson's a bum, apparently. He's not good. Uh, I don't know who thought that he was the missing piece for Michigan when he left, when he left Ole Miss. Not a good quarterback. Dylan McCaffrey, he's young, but for now, I'm also going to put the bum chain on him. I think he's he's not very good either. Um, he, he has looked, to he find was, his head. Yeah, I don't he has know to, what he's he supposed to, to find his head, bro. Dude, I mean, that Wisconsin defender took it off. He did. I know. He, it's still rolling, actually. Um, <clears throat> that's what I was saying. That was like automatic he, CTE. He lost like he lost like 20 IQ points off that hit alone. <laughs> he was just getting punished. Um, so I so here's my. Um, my suggestion, I think that we need to make Michigan level playing field with the with Detroit. Let's just make the rest of Michigan at that level. Let's go ahead and burn it down um, and just start it from the ground up because it, it'll already be easy. I mean, their biggest city is already a dumpster fire, so why don't we just make the whole state uh, catch on fire? They can rise from the ashes kind of like Chip Kelly, and uh, we can go from there. We can just restart the program. <laughs> it's kind of like when you're playing a video game and you're losing, so you had to like restart it. Let's just do that with Michigan. Oh no, man! They could pull like a big one out and just pay Urban Meyer like all the buyout money that they're gonna. That get would be holy cow! That would be insane. I would love it, bro. That would just that, they would have to start like an HBO show on that. Oh, dude, that, for that's sure, a, that's better than my TV show. Okay, well, what's your top five? saying um so my dumpster fire is a team <laughs> that me and brandon were really high on two weeks Whopped ago them. um yeah so north carolina is my dumpster fire oh man they they lost to appalachian state this week 34 to 31 on a block field goal it's a uh, tough look i'm that, not gonna argue if, if it if it sounds familiar michigan fans it's because y'all did the exact same thing <laughs> We got to do What was the score of that Michigan Appalachian State game? Because I swear it's probably it's, it'd be the similar score to everything, I man. Remember. I mean, I think, was, I think it was close to the same though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, we were uh, very high 
on this team two weeks ago. They started out with two big wins over Miami and South Carolina. But as we have seen, uh, neither of those teams are very good. So uh, I think we might have jumped the gun. And uh, just for people wondering, Appalachian State won 34-31 this week. They beat Michigan 34-32 to on a black field goal. So yeah. just to note, Appalachian State, if you, sc- if you let Appalachian sk- State score 34, you're done. You're done for. Yeah. Leave them alone, gotta, guys. You have to watch out for Appalachian State and Colorado, apparently. That's what I was about to say, man. Stop scheduling these teams, guys. <laughs> if Force you don't want to get beat. Oh, man, it's it's crazy. But, yeah, so Sam Howell finally started looking like a freshman. Uh, we talked about him, Bo Nix. We talked about Keaton Slovis. Uh, everyone has their freshman moment. And Sam Howell has had two in a row. Uh, North Carolina lost to Wake Forest last week. Not a great loss either. Oh. So we jumped the gun. We apologize. We're big overreaction uh, guys. We love overreaction. Yeah. We can't get enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my final take on this is maybe next year UNC fans. But but here's the here's the highlight of this segment. It is almost college basketball time, and you guys can come back at us because it's your time to shut. Yes, right. Unless you play Auburn in the Sweet Sixteen again, um, just oh. just gonna y'all took that big L. But uh, that's just that's another. We'll, we'll talk about that when it comes time for college basketball season. Um, but you guys should look forward to that because your football season is a wrap. Just wrap it up. Wrap and you up. and Michigan, you and Michigan can go cry in a bar about how y'all both <laughs> lost to Appalachian State. And that is my final take on my dumpster fire of North Carolina. All right, so that's our episode today. Um, this will be our preview episode. Uh, watch out for our, uh, I'm sorry, this is our recap episode. Watch out for our preview episode dropping later this week. Uh, we've got a couple of big things planned, uh, maybe some new segments. We've got to figure it out. We don't talk a lot, but we'll figure it out. Um, I think, I mean, the, this was a great slate of games this past weekend, and I think that we're in for a real disappointment next weekend. Yeah, there's a, there's a few good games, but I think this weekend really spoiled us. I, they're, they're, uh, there were just so many good games. And even some games that weren't supposed to be good ended up being just amazing, amazing exactly. games. I think I texted you like a solid three times just saying, I, I think it was just the three words, I love football. And that's yeah. I mean, but you guys don't sleep on next week. There's There are some, there are some potential upset games for this, these top 25 teams. Uh, so – don't sleep on next week. You just don't have as many ranked versus ranked team matchups. But as we saw with um with week three, when we didn't think we had any games, we had a lot of upsets. Right. So just prepare for all that. We we will bring you guys a great preview episode. We will try to pick the best games to preview. Uh, we both missed on our upset of the week pick. We this brought week. Zach back down to earth. Yeah, I picked South Carolina to beat Missouri, and if you watched any of that game, it was anything but South Carolina beating Missouri. Uh, it was it was rough. I'll try to redeem myself next week, and we both will. Going three and three is unacceptable for our listeners. <laughs> so Dude, I, we will I do even, better next week. I even missed on my on my honorable mention upset. I saw that Steelers fans were upset. They're like the opposite of upset right now that that Antonio Brown's out of the league. Yeah, it's, I went. It's, I went zero two rough. this weekend. Mm. You, you taking L's on upsets of the week, bro? You hit on one, and that was it. 
it was a wrap for you. You can go. You can go talk with North Carolina, and Michigan, bro. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go sit outside with them. Uh, watch, watch the fires <laughs> burn. Uh, <laughs> make sure the fi- fire Jeremy Pruitt, fire Jim Harbaugh, help Brandon pick his upsets of the week. This is what we're all on now, guys. Hashtag fade my picks. Um, so no uh, <laughs> that's a wrap for this episode. Make sure you follow us on social media. Um, Zach knows more about social media than I do, so I'm gonna hand this over to him real quick. Yeah, so follow our Instagram. It is at the underscore blue bloods uh we post content on there just about every single day so please keep following us uh we also got a facebook and it's at the blue bloods pod uh we could not get at the blue bloods don't know why i believe it's because there's a tv show called the blue bloods so (laughs) not not great planning on our part but it's at the blue bloods pod on facebook and we also have a twitter We've, we've updated you guys a lot on our Twitter handle being all messed up because chemistry, chemistry people, you know, like to do weird Much stuff nerds. like that. <clears throat> but it's at the, at the underscore blue bloods. No, 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 no. It's at the underscore underscore blue bloods because we couldn't just That's get true. one underscore. So we got two underscores. Yeah, so two, two underscores, guys. It's, it's aggravating. You don't, you don't have to like – don't come at us. Come at come at the calculus account. If you want to learn calculus, go follow them as well. We'll give hey, them a shout out. If you're frustrated, just go report the calculus account, and then we'll take their handle. There you go, guys. You see, like we, we we're all in this together. We need y'all's help. Uh, but we appreciate you guys listening. Y'all are the best listeners, uh, and we will we will just keep doing our best to bring quality content and a lot of content. We're in the talks. We're like in the works of getting some merch together, and we're also in the works to figuring out how to get you guys more content. Even we post bi-weekly podcast episodes, uh, but we will find another way to get you guys even more content throughout the week. But now you can find this podcast on just about any podcast platform you guys want. That includes Google Podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts. That includes Spotify, Anchor pocket cast um, anything so just go check this podcast out and leave us a review uh about what you guys think preferably a five star if you guys really enjoy it and uh yeah so we'll just keep you guys updated if there's any more platforms that accept us but i believe we're on just about every single one of them oh yeah we're doing real well um yeah leave us a five-star review if you leave a take in the five star and you leave us a five-star review we'll read it on the show i might steal it Uh, But other than that, that's a wrap.